In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Caitlin Flynn is here to talk about her podcast, Pot Moms. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Glad that you could join us because there's so much stigma around cannabis, especially when it comes to parenting. No one ever questions a mom for saying it's a wine o'clock now, or is it wine o'clock yet? But pot, that's like a whole different story. What prompted you to start a podcast to tell the world that, hey, I'm a successful mother of three and I also use cannabis? Honestly, because I felt so much shame and stigma around my own personal use, and it really butted up against how much better of a mom it made me feel like. So I felt very conflicted based off of how society would view my use versus how I felt about how it made me feel and how it made me a better mom to my kids. So I like joke, one of our first episodes was trying to say like, how do you bridge this in the daycare line? Because it's not something that people like love. You're like, hi, I smoke. Like it's very, (laughs) it's very polarizing to different people. But the more that I started talking about it, the more that I found that there were so many people and so many moms that felt the same way. We were taking a trip to Amsterdam and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to start a podcast. And my goal was to build a community and talk with other moms and give moms, females, honestly, anyone that wants to listen and smoke weed, like anyone who wants to have that type of community where we're open to, to having you and to working together to break the stigma and I think the biggest thing that I found is because cannabis isn't federally regulated, there is so much misinformation out there. And I think we all saw that on the internet over the last two years um, with different things going on. But it was really alarming to me to see some of the more like search algorithm prevalent articles and then see what some of them said. And I'm like, okay, I'm no expert, but I definitely know that's not true. Right. Yeah, that is so true. Do you, did you get any pushback from anybody? Did Or was everybody pretty receptive of this once you started it? I mean, no, honestly. I will say, so my husband, my immediate family, um, he was super supportive and he was a really big part of being like, who cares what other people think? If this works for you, like that works for you and that's wonderful. Like that yeah. has always been the theme throughout our relationship. And so I think anyone who didn't like it, I think was someone who I had probably hid my cannabis use from openly, or it was someone who they were worried about. I mean, I, I think about my mom and she said like, well, what if an employer doesn't want to work with you because of it? And I was like, well, I don't want to work with that employer then. You know, it was kind of like, I get it and thank you, but like my goals align with what I'm doing. And I feel like this is the truth that I want to speak. And so for me, it was an easy decision. But yeah, there was backlash and people didn't understand it. And 
trying to talk to people who don't necessarily see the benefit, it's hard. It's not talking really apples to apples unless people are willing and open to hear the education of it. And I think that's why the Pop Moms podcast is so great because we're very casual and we're very like silly. And But we do try to pass along information to our community about learning more to go ahead and end the stigma through education and just normalizing talking about it. And you're real confident on the show too. It's not like you're dancing around the issue. You're very confident in who you are and, it's, and it comes out in your show, especially with some of your guests. Like I, you've had some great guests, but that interview you did with Kevin Smith, that, that, was, that was awesome. How did you get that hookup? Yeah, so it was really awesome. We have a really great friend. He is a Canadian gentleman, and he is Kevin Smith's manager. And so Kevin was in town in Seattle, and he was doing an event for Amazon. And I was able to tag along with the party. I'm a former Amazonian. So I had the opportunity to smoke weed with Kevin Smith outside of the <laughs> Amazon spheres, which if any of your listeners um, know, they're, they're joke, maybe I, they're beautiful. They're wonderful. But they always call him Jeff Bezos's balls. And I'm really sorry if I can't say that on the show. Okay. You, okay. So uh, yeah, so that was it was just it was a funny situation. And I stepped back and I was like, I think I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> That is so great. Well, you know what? I have a clip from that show. Let's play that clip and we can talk about it a little bit more after I play it. I'd always believe the stereotype because any stoner I knew like couldn't get anything done. But Seth was the first functional stoner I ever met. And he said, there's a bunch of us in this business, people that smoke a ton of weed, but we're incredibly productive. So he broke the stereotype for me. We didn't even smoke the whole movie. Uh, my friend had been saying like, man, Seth wants to smoke with you. And I was like, yeah, but I don't smoke weed. And he goes, he don't know that. He thinks you're Silent Bob, man. And he's a he's a cinematic stoner icon. And you're a cinematic stoner icon. you got to smoke together. That is gold. That is solid gold. That is so funny. He's talking about Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, he's talking about Seth Rogen, which I honestly do think that Seth Rogen has probably done more than any other singular person to like further the stigma of someone who smokes weed and still is like incredibly productive. Yeah. And like you said, they're in the middle of making a movie. And (laughs) I never would have thought that Kevin Smith wasn't a smoker. He said he didn't even start until he was 37. Late bloomer. Yeah. Well, that's just great. On your show, you do a bunch of different segments, like the strain name game. Can you tell us some of the different segments that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to having there be like educational themes for the show, we do product testing and reviews. We talk about new things coming onto the market. And honestly, one of my favorite is what you mentioned, the strain name game. So with guests on our show, like if there's something that relates to their job or what they do or what they advocate for, we will put together a strain name game where we quiz them. They have to pick which strain is a cannabis strain and which is one that we made up. But they all are all in the same vein, like what the topic is for the day. So we did one with, um, is it a Crayola crayon or a cannabis strain? Or is it a (laughs) nail polish color or a cannabis strain? We've had a ton of fun with it. And my counterpart, Eunice, she is like the queen of rabbit holing uh, all of the different cannabis strains and then coming up with some really unique non-cannabis or fake strains to try to fake everybody out. Before we wrap up, I, I always like to share a little podcasting advice with any aspiring podcaster who may be listening. Your show is very well edited. 
there's like no background noise. All the voices are level and the volumes are good. And I remember during your interview with Kevin Smith, uh, hearing you mention that uh, you'd be cleaning this up in editing. How much time do you spend on editing? Oh my God, probably too much. I mean, I can't say that. Like I do it all. I do the editing, the recording. I do like the majority of all of the legwork on it. And it's a labor of love because like I really enjoy going back and listening to earlier episodes where it is super rusty and like there are noises in the background, like all of that. It's such an evolution. And I think that that's cool to see. I think sometimes in our culture, we think everything has to be perfect. You have to know what you're doing to start a podcast. Like I don't know anything. I have been Googling and learning and asking friends that I've met in the industry and just like, I guess, continuing to realize that like, it's the content that I'm trying to get out versus like it being perfect every time. I've definitely noticed a lot of things that you can do in terms of templatizing. Like I have a disclaimer now that's at the beginning of each episode that like, I'm not a doctor, not trying to be, these are just personal. So I think templatizing as much as you can and being able to insert the bulk of like the content was the biggest thing that kind of really helped me to be able to prioritize editing and turn the episodes around a little bit quicker. Although COVID wouldn't tell you that, but aside from (laughs) that, it's been pretty consistent. That Well, that you're right. The editing, you, you can really become obsessed with it. You're like, oh my gosh, I heard a noise. And then you go back and you clean that up. And you're like, yeah, at some point you got to say enough. I got to walk away from this thing because it's never exactly right. But I could tell just listening to your show that you spend a lot of time doing this. And, you know, if anybody else wants to listen, a new episode of Pop Moms comes out every week, except sometimes during COVID, but, but, <laughs> but pretty, pretty much every week. And you can listen to it on all major podcast sites, including PodConnects. So please go out and listen to it. It's it's a real fun show. Kate, thanks for joining us today and, and being on our show. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate you having me. I'm usually the one interviewing, so it's so nice to be on the other end. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.